Time for Isa Type. Isa Type's one from set flushing. Vega one. Where's he come from? Vega one's got up and one. And incentivized. What a star. Won the Caulfield Cup. Or oh, Mystic Aroma. Three lengths in. There go, you mug. Hey there, mugs. It is pretty much Christmas week this week. The mugs are here coming live from wherever it is we are to bring you the most ultimate, greatest preview show ever and we're not talking about Caulfield Cups we're not talking about Everest we're talking about Eagle Farm 10 race blockbuster card and <laughs> being that the viewers can't see your smile ear to ear but maybe just tell uh, the mugs out there how pumped you up Eagle Farm uh man I'm, I'm pretty excited <laughs> it is um it is stacked with quality <laughs> I think, um, yeah, perhaps perhaps a little bit of a lie there, but um, nah, there's a few races I'm pretty keen on. A couple up from Sydney that are sort of sniffing around, I think perhaps looking for a dry track because Caulfield's a swamp. And um, as we saw on Wednesday, and I think, you know, Sydney raining again all day Friday. So, um, yeah, Eagle Farm's the place to be if you want sunshine on your back and a few um, fat wallet from a few good, a bit of a fill-up. There you go, Bean. I'm surprised that uh, you got through that with a straight face as much as I did. Lloydie, on the other <laughs> hand... Ten races from Eagle Card, mate. You got a Caulfield Cup and an Everest. Which one are you most excited for? Um, I'll, I'll tell you after the race. Even better, even better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but boys, it is it is huge. So massive, massive pod here today, mugs out there, because we do want to touch on the big, the big. That's all it is, just the big and the big. So we've got a Caulfield Cup down at uh, Caulfield, which is currently a heavy fifteen, I believe. And then we've got the Everest up in Sydney, which is a heavy 16 from my last check there of the uh, the bomb map. So <laughs> being spot on, if you want hot running rails, you come to Eagle Farm. But if you want the cash money, that's where it's going to be. Boys, Everest, let's just uh, jump straight into it to keep the ratings up. Um, 1,200 metres, the slots are confirmed, a bit of... Pretty much chaos this week, mainly from us three about ingratiating, getting that final slot for the the Go Dolphins team. Um, but has opinions changed since we did our sort of spring features show? Well, I might have to go back through that and see who we all picked. But Bean, I believe you were team at Mars Crusader. Lloydie, team lost and running. Uh, Bean, maybe we'll start with you. Has opinions changed? Maybe give us a bit of a, a race shape from your great racing mind. And tell us who's going to win the bloody thing. Um, no, op- opinions haven't changed. I've still set it with um, with Mice Crusader on top. I'm hoping sort of similar run, um, similar run to last year, but obviously it comes away with a chocolate. So look, um, super last start in behind. Uh, or just beating home Kementari, absolute shock horror that he's not um, the Blue Army selection. But anyway, because he was probably going to be in my first four numbers, to be honest, off that last start. I mean, he's a bit of a bit of a star without winning often. Um, then I've got, I mean, the other thing was, I think it was inferior ground on the inside too. So Lost and Running came down the outside, sort of with outside outside of Marzu, who I've got in for second, and then you know. He runs in a similar vein to to last year, and he looks like he's getting back to his best third up. Um, I think the pace comes across, obviously. Nature Strip and Eduardo both sort of drawn out fairly wide. That, that'll that assist. And, I mean, I, the dapples on Nature Strip's coat and all that sort of stuff have kind of scared me a little bit, and he is a superstar. But, um, yeah, I've got Mars Crusader, Marzu in for second, Private Eye blew them away at Flemington last start, him in for third, and then I've got Lost and Running. So I'm hoping for a wet track and crazy speed up front and the four horses I'm on all charging down the outside or inside and going bang, bang, bang. 
Well, Ben, just to add to your air of confidence there with Mars Crusader, old mate Wayne Hawks, great friend of the yeah. show, great friend of everyone, has absolutely declared it this week as well. So, <laughs> I mean, you've never heard a, a trainer's tip like you've heard one from from big old Wayne o Hawks, have you? No, he's um, Mick Price does the old the old switcheroo bar. He goes, oh, it's no hope, and then wins like a champion. And um, yeah, Wayne Hawks comes bustling out of the gate saying it's the best horse since, you know, Farlap. <laughs> so, um, yeah, good times. Yeah, well, too bad Farlap can't go around in this thing with uh, the Wayne Hawks lightning bolt because it'd be a sure thing. But, Lloydie, we'll go to you, mate. You've got the hat backwards on. You've got the headphones on. We chatted during the week and sort of said if you ever wanted to draw barrier 12 with a horse in a race like this, Nature's Trip is probably the one that you don't mind because he'll love that from out there. But lost and running from barrier seven, he can sit absolutely anywhere he wants there under Huey Bowman. Yeah, Huey, if you're listening, you could even sit three pairs back on the outside and just peel off nature strips back at the furlong and say whoosh. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty keen on lost and running. I know, like, I'm not take not trying to take anything away from the champion um, nature strip and barrier twelve probably better than barrier one for him. Even uh, you know he won the TJ from out barrier ten. Uh, in the autumn, so he's clearly the one to beat. But I just think, I just think, lost and running fourth in this race last year. He's had that twelve months. He he came out. He won the Premier last start. Um, you know, he seems to get better with each run. And uh, now, you know, the the twelve hundred again. He ticks that heavy box. He's two from two on a heavy. You probably don't want it too heavy for him, but uh, you know, it's not like you're going in there where he's just needs a dry track. So um, around that seven seven fifty mark. I'm keen. Good to hear. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not declaring him like I declared Nature Strip last year. Put it like that. But oh, well, I'm I'm happy to declare Nature Strip this year if you like. Um, (laughs) Yeah, sure. And we're getting over two bucks now as well, which uh, I think Mm. the barrier number just for some reason wearing the price out, which I'm not complaining about. Uh, Look, the big the big question, obviously, from the start of this campaign (laughs) is going to be how he's come back from from Royal Ascot. Um, residual fitness is obviously the key here. So I've got no reason really? to, to not jump off him. And, you know, the person that hasn't jumped off him all these starts is James McDonald, who could absolutely ride whatever you want to insert in here for a joke uh, home right now. But, yeah, I think he's, he's the one. Um, I'm with you there, Lloyd. He lost the running. I think he run a pretty bold race. And Eduardo, I'd expect to bounce back. So I've gone pretty boring with the first three in the market there, believe it or not. Um, yeah. And I'm spewing that Jackano has uh, has come in there to 10 because I probably would have thrown him in for fourth. But I think Private Eye can run a bit of a bolter there as well. So $3.70 to place Private Eye could could run a, uh, a bit of a cheeky race there because Queensland form, Stradbroke form, that's all you need to know, right? Yep. I'm pretty much the um, the exact same as you. I'm, yeah, I'm lost and running from Nature Strip Eduardo. And then Private Eye Jackano fourth fifth. Is, I do. Um, I think. I think Giga Kick can run an all right race. The three year old, unbeaten, obviously. Just, and I don't think you know he's going to be. He's going to be in a position, but I don't think he's going to be jostling for that. You know, early supremacy by any means. So, you know, he knows where the line is. So you got to give him that. Well, that's what I was going to ask you more, more or less about Jackano than Giga Kick, but. It's a good case you make because the last sort of three-year-old uh, with a little bit of hype on it was yes, 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 that won this race. Jack and I has to be 
far more credentialed sort of coming in than, than what Yes, Yes, Yes was at the time. <coughs> yeah, well, I mean, Yes, 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 I think ran third in a golden – or second or third in the golden rose to maybe Bivouac. So, you know, Jackano's got that win in the golden rose next to his name. Um, he probably doesn't want it too wet, though. I think when he won that golden rose, I think it dried out a fair Dried bit, better, it? isn't it? Yeah, I mm. Yeah, so that's the only query. And 14 back to 12, he will get back. You know, like he really did get run off his legs early in that Golden Rose. It was just lucky that it was 1,400. If it was 1,399 metres, it doesn't win it, you know, and he, he might not have even got the slot. So um, that's that's the only knock on him. Yeah, you had to bring that up because I think we're all in secret that day. But um, anyway, mm. we'll move on. We'll move Thanks, on, we'll move on. Uh, so, Muggsy, as, uh, as promised, there is a Caulfield Cup that we'll get to later in the show, but we need to come back home, boys, because they're going to miss us there this weekend. So, Brisbane Racing Club, sorry we can't be there. You'll probably have an absolute mammoth turnout now that we're not there, sort of ruining the day for, for most people there. But race one kicks off at 11.30. So, I believe, uh, what are we, an hour behind or in front of Sydney time? But either way... It's going to be fill-up central uh, here at Queensland. And you've got the two-year-olds pretty much going through the first couple of races. Boys, races one to four. I know you've had a good, quick look over the form. Muggs, of course, will post our tips up. But, Bean, we'll start with you. There's a few uh, few going around that maybe you might sniff out. Anything you want to make a case for in the early quad? Um, yeah, look, I'm pretty keen on, um, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a Benny two, a beanie two bets in race three. I'm pretty keen on Cinque for the Bjorn Baker stable up from Sydney. Um, look, it's been, it's been flying of late. Um, it's got form around, you know, democracy manifesto, I think one, two or three in a row down, you know, Sydney, Sydney midweek Metro form, which is pretty strong for a race like this. Night guy just cannot seem to win a race after those first two early in the prep, but just keeps sort of battling on. So I can't exclude it, but I'm going to have two bets there on the favorite 450. And then I think night guy's about 650, but um, I'm pretty keen on Cinque Torre in the third. I think it can win. But as far as those two rod races go early, you're the expert there, mate. I think I'll just stay out of those ones. I think what is it? Les Ross, he's got about a hundred runners out of 101 or something in the first. <laughs> uh, 121, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bean, I'm going to have – we're going to make it a three-bet play in race three. Um, I I agree with you that Night Guy and Cinque Torre are winning chances in the race, but I actually think there looks like there's a lot of speed on paper, um, and that'll set the race up quite nicely for Bolden Lucy, who's resuming with just 54.5 kilos on her back. Um, she races really well at Rockhampton, um, and – Rocky and Eagle Farm, I think, are quite similar in the fact that they're a big track. They're often fairly firm when there's no rain. Um, she she flies fresh, this little filly, and, you know, she sort of had a fairly deep winter prep. She went all the way into the middle of July um, when getting beaten in that, um, I think it was the Bell of the Turf or something, one of, that, one of the feature mares races there on Cup Day. So, look, I think she'll get back $15, Wendy Peel on board, um, you know, hopefully nothing silly, just sort of pick the runs and she's got a really good turn of foot to get over the top of some tiring leaders here. Yeah, okay. Rocky form. We again we've gone about six minutes before that got mentioned. So drink up if you're listening there at home. Drink up. Um, yep. Short and sweet, race four boys. Um I think you've both backed this time and time again, so you might need to help me with the pronunciation. Is that, <laughs> is that what we're going with? 
Yeah, um, it's, so either it's way, pretty close to a good thing. Well, it's, it is, and that's why it's won three of its last four. Um, the last start was pretty huge. Tappy's Lad came out at – ran a cheeky race, I think it was last week, there in the Queensland Cup, wasn't it? So four yep. ones are, are big. Um, the start before sort of dominated that race up at the sunny coast. And, I mean, Sergeant Silver's come out and won since then, and it meets it here at the same sort of weights, and that's given it seven or eight kilos. So – I don't think you can uh, scrap the Chris Waller yard anywhere they go, especially when it's the Chris Waller middle distance, 2,200-metre staying handicap. Um, hoping that Humboldt Current comes back soon because we need a bit of a cult horse to come back through the ranks up here, don't we? Yeah. Mm, be nice, wouldn't it? You're not, you're not worried about red waves there, mate? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. But... Uh, Look, one from run from that yard there, mate, in race five, which is what we're here to do there, Mugs. So it's going to be a good four PS up here. We better tell you what's going on with the track. And it's, well, that's pretty much we don't even need to mention it these days, do we? Um, the rail itself, though, you'll be able to find that one four metres out. So last couple of weeks at Eagle Farm, a couple of meetings, I should say, I thought last fortnight a little bit leaderish, but I think every horse that had its chance to win had its chance to win. You boys observe it any different to that? No, nah, I think it's been. Nah. I think it's played pretty yeah. fair. Hmm. I don't. I mean, there's the leaderish, but I mean, inside rails on most tracks, you're going to give you some sort of an advantage unless it's completely off. So I, I think it's been all right. If you're good enough out wide, you can get home. All right. Yeah, I agree. That's great. Jeez. Just um, I just had a quick look. You just mentioned a, a horse, Moz, and I thought I'll just have a quick look. A little bit of sad news for for the Mugs fans out there. Humboldt Curran has been retired. What? You're kidding yep. me. Chris Waller, yep. he'll be listening to this show. Mate, why did you not let us know or have the good old Humboldt Current farewell celebration party? Or I know. Or oh, put it on English and let us let us buy him and just let him give us one more run in the mug silks. Yeah. <laughs> How good. In his own race, he'd absolutely win yeah. it. We'd All sponsor right. it too. But anyway, yeah. Oh, well, that only leaves uh, 15 Chris Waller middle distance stayers that we can choose from and, mm. and elevate to the levels of greatness that Humboldt Current yep. did up here for many, many years. Uh, well, yep. look, in racing, you're only as good as uh, the week before, so we've got to move on. We can't dwell on the past with Humboldt Current. Race number five, mm. boys, 1,400 metres, a three-year-old plate. Now, Boom Court is your favourite, but Boom Court is quickly going from the courtroom and bearing vulnerable levels to enter the sea. So Bean, Des Forster, Jimmy Byrne, he's not here this week. He's down in Sydney with the big dog, Apache Chase. Uh, can Boom Court get back in the winner's list or is the mafia up there, up the hill, telling you some word about Yellow Brick? Uh, no, he can't win this week. Um, I'm off. I'm gone. Um, no, there, there's actually one for um, for not our famous trainers, but a trainer of, I believe, your little man in Brookhaven for the Munciard. I reckon he's half a hope. It was a pretty good win um, last, I think it was a midweek race at the Sunshine Coast. Um, was battling sort of partway through the through the run and then absolutely jumped out of the ground the final 200. That was over 1,200 metres 
steps up here to 1400 barrier five justin huxtable training up a storm i saw during the week getting his sweat on with um with the big dog corny there so um yeah look i think brookhaven can win 12 dollars 440 the place i'm happy to be with it i think it can notch up another win and start a bit of a picket fence it looks pretty smart that horse yeah it does but um I I was actually I was keen to be with Boom Court. Uh, the fact that it meets Susaya, I think it's maybe two and a half kilos better at the weights, um, maybe even three and a half. But I just just going through Yellowbrook's win at the Sunshine Coast there last start, it could just gen, genuinely be a put in takeout job. Yellowbrook, um, it beat Count de Beans by one point three lengths. Um, Count de Beans, its last start, it was you know, beat a nine lengths in a group two champagne classic over the carnival. Um, third in that race was Ekaterina, who won the three-year-old handicap at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Fourth was Sailor's Secret, who won pretty well in at Ipswich on Wednesday. Fifth was Artemis, who ran third in the Sailor's Secret race. Like, the, you don't find a much better form reference from that. They What do they do? 111, like, they've run nearly a full second, or, or not quite a full second, but two-tenths of a second quicker than the other three-year-old race on the same day. Um, there at the Sunshine Coast, which was won by Brookhaven. Um, Yellow Brick might just be out the front and they won't catch it. Yeah, I hear what you're saying there, Lloydie, and uh, that's exactly what happened at the Sunny Coast. They just let Yellow Brick go, mm. um, which if you do that nine yeah. times out of ten, well, they're going to win ten times out of ten, aren't they? Being on yep. with Brookhaven too, and before even the uh, little spruik there from the big dog Jay Hux in the, in the, in the word, um, it's got that form on the board against Yellow Brick in that first prep. Second up, uh, its first prep was behind Basquet, which uh, was the absolute Chris Waller masterclass there and actually put it uh, put it mm. to the test. It only got beaten by half a length. So I know they do have a bit of bit of hype around this horse. So I think it just could be that um, form line that's a little bit different to the Boom Court Yellow Brick soothsayer because I'm thinking Boom Court's, you know, a Des Force of horse that knows no other way but to – to challenge that lead there as well. So could just set up for those coming home with an absolute kabang. Bang, bang. Uh, boys, moving on, because it's uh, it's almost sentimental here that it's Caulfield Cup weekend. This time, 12 months ago, uh, Ben, if you look over your left shoulder there, you'll see the famous <laughs> Bray Sikulski colours. Unfortunately, it's not incentivised, but the champ incentivised <laughs> He's a little brother here, Argyle Lane. Um, five-year-old gelding, though, so not quite little anymore, but three from three. I know that uh, Steve Trugay, I don't think this one's for sale, so sorry, Bray, if you're listening, put the checkbook away, but he's been pretty cautious. He's looked after it, comes to town for the first time. Um, the only concern I guess you'd have is seems to be a bit of a bad boy behind barriers and whatnot as well. So whether that turns you off, I don't know. Michael Murphy on board at $7 to find out. Amity Girl goes pretty well. Stella Magic goes pretty well in what seems to be a pretty hot little class three plate over the 1,000 metres. Lloydie, some big horses back, mate. Yeah, um, there is. it's not a bad race. That Argyle Lane, he's, um, he's obviously won all his three. He's done nothing... But win, um, I, I just think this race is just going to set up perfectly for Stella Magic from the O'Day Hoisted camp. Um, Benny Thompson, he might be in for a good afternoon, but, you know, she was an absolute moral beater in that McDittman plate. First up, last prep over 1,100 at Doom and behind Rubiquitous and Miss Hipster. Um, 
Then she went to scone for the Denise's Joy. She was beaten two and a half lengths by Zapatea, a very fine red, who a lot of people are tipping a very fine red uh, in a race on Saturday at Caulfield. Zapatea, she obviously, she's won a couple of black type races this spring. She she failed last start, but, um, she, you know, forgive that, I think. And then, you know, like the the next race there, she's run sixth on in the Queensland Day Stakes behind a Thelric. She's been beaten 3.3 lengths. If my memory isn't mistaken, I'm pretty sure Ingratiating ran third in that um, or was certainly thereabouts. He did too, yeah. So, you know, I just think that form is a bit better than this. So if she can get a nice little cushy run from barrier one, they'll come off the fence because that's just what they do at Eagle Farm and the run might come for Benny Thompson and Stella Magic can get home again. Well, one that it's going to be chasing down is another one of Bean's favourite sing-along, which I noticed in this field <laughs> here, mate. So maybe uh, elaborate very thoroughly if that's where you're going. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm not. I, I couldn't. I could. Um, you've got to be able to find a reason to back a horse and for zing along. I just don't have one. Um, look, I'm actually with Argyle Lane. I, I note what um, Lloydie's saying about Stella Magic, but I just thought at the price, Argyle Lane, Argyle Lane, yeah. sorry, is just a better bet. I mean, it's one three on the trot. It's done nothing wrong. Comes to town here. Yes, there's barrier issues. So if it doesn't win, you'll probably get your money back because it won't even run in the race. <laughs> But um, <laughs> if it does run, look, I think it can sit. It can sit just off Amity Gal. I don't think they have to necessarily take it on. And if it can camp just off her and and is just as good as what the stable thinks and what it's done so far, then it could it could just be better than these. This just could be one of those ones where seven dollars is going to look like a spoil in four or five more starts, perhaps. So it could just be a superstar. I'm happy to be with. Um, well, good news there, mate, because we talk about stable mates on this show quite regularly. Um, I'm going to go the stable mate now with uh, Jay King. Yeah, yeah, same, same stable enabler on board on top for me. Pretty, mm. um, look, it's pretty good record, but nine races there as a four-year-old just seems to fly fresh. Two from two first up, three wins in the career. So you're either catching this horse fresh, which I know between the three of us, none of us ever have because we then back it every single start after that fresh. So yep. the, uh, the concern's probably the good track and the Eagle Farm combo. Not sure if, if that's its go, but I think there's going to be a little bit of pace on here where a lot's going to be sort of sitting, sitting real handy, uh, real close. So if those two leaders sort of do themselves in, sets up for the stable, mate. How, how often have we said it, boys? How often have we said it? A lot. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> Too too much. I don't think any of us have caught it actually ever happening. No, that's that's <laughs> probably where we need to uh, try and catch our limit there too. Um, race seven, boys. See, we've got a ten race card here at Eagle Farm. It's going to take us four hours to get through. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, need it. Need Jeez. a smoke break or something. Um, we need to keep going because there's there's winners to be had, and come this time, race seven, we're looking at about three thirty. Not sure when the Everest is, but we've got to keep filling the pockets so we can just truckload into whatever we're doing there. Uh, and they tell you what, they just make life easy for us here at Eagle Farm. We've got forty four in this field. There's about seven of them that share favoritism here at five bucks. Um, let's just say Heathcote's got one. O'Day Hoisted's got one. Buchanan Yard is up with one. Lee Friedman's got one. Which one is it, boys? I don't know this race from the back of my hand, to be honest. I think if um, Fumiko runs up to what he did last time he was at Eagle Farm, he's, he wins, doesn't he? Um, with only 52 kilos on his back. Like, he was $61 that day. I think it was – it might have been Derby Day, I reckon, there. And, um, Arenti won it at Class 3. And, 
he stormed home with 54 and a half on his back. He then went to Caulfield and, you know, he wasn't disgraced. He was beaten seven lengths, but handy sort of field. Um, trials have been all right. Goes well fresh. 52 kilos on his back. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Go. Go, Bean. Go. Go, Bean. I'm with, um, I'm with Mix here. I actually, um, I've got it down as my best of the day. Um, I'm pretty keen. It goes like a busted ass first up. Just completely bin any of that form. I think it's one from six or something like that. So that's just, yeah, throw it away. But second up, two from five. Back on a good deck. That's the key here. Um, you know, I think it was, I think it was first up, it was on a good track, but 2.9 lengths off him and then start before that 15 of 15 on the Gold Coast but that was that day where it was just absolutely horrific so may have been a little bit flat start before last um it's been beaten by a few smart ones I think it it, it goes for it'll be forward enough in the run to sort of be sitting midfield and handy there's pace with you know that Amal Valachi there's a couple of others I think what is it La Amigo, and then Sid's footprint sort of bowls along as well. I just think, um, yeah, I think this horse can, it's going to perform a fair bit better than $7.50 on offer, and I think um, I'm happy to be with that and load the gun. I'm thinking a lightweight here as well, but it's thanks to old Jasmine Cornish, which is Bean's favourite jockey. Heathcote Stable just flying generally, um, but flying even more so at Eagle Farm. So, I'm going to have to go with that one there. Lloydie, I was very close to picking up what you're putting down, but barrier one, 51 kilos on the back. She's just got to go and just greyhound it, surely. Mm-hmm. Jasmine, that's what you've got to do. Yeah, well, she she um, she's pretty close. She can only take two kilos off just because she can only ride 52, but still you, you're getting pretty close to that 51. Um, yeah, Jasmine, right. just get in the sauna, girl. Get to 51. <laughs> get to 51. Yeah. Yeah, but Fumico, brings, Fumico just must not go a yard on anything with a bit of water in it because, I mean, I remember that run. And even even you go back through the form there, Mugs, like it beat some pretty good horses behind Arante there as well. But you've got zip mm. from five on soft and heavies. Um, guess that's why they're here, aren't they, Lloydie? That's it, mate. Um, I don't blame them either. Yep, because it's an absolute belter of a field. We will go yep. down south, though, to, uh, to pretty much peak – our interest there too, Monks, because we've got a Caulfield Cup. It's going to be run and won. And I think it, uh, I think it's about four minutes after the Everest. So fingers crossed they don't have any delays behind the barriers. They never seem to do that in Sydney, so I can't see that being a problem. Um, but 2,400 metres, Smoke and Roman's your favourite. So Seymour, D. Eustace, probably could have had another couple of horses in the field, but they've got the favourite nonetheless. $4.80, Jamie Carr on board, I know everyone's a Jamie Carr fan. Uh, the list sort of goes on there. You get in, well, it's a group one pinnacle race of Victorian racing. You're always going to get a price. But is any of us putting our hand up and saying, back car, shout the bar, because that's what I'm going for? Nope. No. I saw a tweet during the week and it said, like, you know, people that are potting smoke and, smoke and Romans because it's smoke and Romans and, like, you know, go back through its runs and whatnot. But seriously, like, they went, you know, Bean would have run faster than that Turnbull field last start, wouldn't you? Like, they went so slow in front. It just had everything go its way. I know it drops, what, it drops four, four kilos to 51 and a half and gets Jamie Carr on board, but seriously. 
Yeah, that's why. Around. That's that's why though. It's because of the weight. It's because of the weight and what I'd be riding with and how it beat them. And it's you know it's, it's drawn mm. super two. That's probably a bonus. That's the reasons. The reasons are pretty clear. I understand why they're back, and I just kind of kind of my money at four dollars eighty. There's no hope. Not, when it, not when it paid twenties last start. No, okay, exactly. Twenties last start, but what what is going to be different this start? That's probably more so the question. You've got the same bunch of middle distance hacks that are going around. The only sort of ones from Sydney you got Numerian, which I'll I won't go too much into it, and Nonconformist, which comes back from you know the WFA wait for age path, as they say. So anything else with speeds drawn wide, Lloydie, are you uh, are you a Numerian man still from that that case that I've made on your behalf? Yeah, even more so actually, mates. Um, with the after the barrier and the track conditions, because I, I think you know you mentioned what changes from last start. I don't think Knight's order puts the brakes on as much as what it did last start in that Turnbull. I think from barrier eighteen, he gets a bit of a dig up early to go and find the front. Um, this is probably almost. I'm I'm sure Melbourne Cup's probably his grand final, but maybe more so realistic grand final for Knight's order is this race. So, I think he'll you know, run the race to really suit himself and put the put the hammer down early. I think Smoke and Romans is going to be there. And I just see New Marion lobbing one out, one back and coming out, you know, off the fence like they were on, on Wednesday. And, you know, I just think everything sort of set this horse up for this race. He got, he got beat by three and a half by Cascadia last start where he led and he went hard. So, yeah, he's third up into a Caulfield Cup on a heavy track, but... He had that bit of residual fitness. He's trialed a couple of times. He's had three trials, um, one of them between runs. I think he's rock hard fit. Tommy Berry, who's had everything to do with Art Cadeau, every every race in these big country races, hops off him in the Kosciuszko to get down to Melbourne to ride New Miriam for Nisham. Um, yeah, I, I just think it wins in all honesty. All right, that's wow. pretty telling. Yeah, can you, <laughs> can you outwow Nick Lloyd? Um, I probably can't outwow him, but I'm, um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the field. And it, it, Smoking Romans beat up a bunch of, um, sort of, I guess, hacks, not hacks, but you know, there was a, a fair few of them, the good horses in that race, in that race ran like hacks. But I'm with no compromise. Um, I don't think there's any reason why it can't go down there and win for the Wallace Stable. Um, comes through the Group One Metrop. Yes, it was a, you know, blanket finish there. But um, it's four from seven wins, all come over the 2,400 metres. So it's superior form, has that residual fitness um, last start. And obviously, um, is that the seven-day backup? Was the Metrop last week? No. No, a week before, so two weeks. Yeah, two weeks here. Um, Absolute loves the slot. Nine starts, three wins, a second and two-thirds. I think from barrier 13, knew it doesn't have to be you know, too far off them, maybe four or five pairs back. And if they're really coming wide, which we saw a fair bit of that yesterday mm. um, at on the midweek, um, you know, Blue Sapphire 1000 Guineas card, they'll be coming out wide here. And I think that just gives compromise, no compromise, all the favours. Um, I've got... I'm sticking with a bit of the other form from the Animo race. I thought Benno was pretty good. I know that, yeah, Lloydie's not a massive fan because of sort of what it's beaten, but you've got to kind of respect what it's running behind. Nonconformist is in the top four, and then I've got Great House in there as well as a bit of a um, bit of a smoke. Yeah, I've left out New Marion, but that's just largely because Lloydie's walking around with a pole talking about it all the time, so I thought I'd better just throw another one in instead of that one. Yeah, riveting, yeah. riveting. Riveting chat. Well, um, my pick per son obviously isn't in that field, so I don't know what to do now, to be honest. 
Uh, look, I'm probably going to have six bets in the race. I probably by default fall with Knight's Order because it's the uh, sorry, not Knight's Order, but he's the other favourite. Um, gotten its name. That's how good it good it's going. Smoking <laughs> Romans. But one that yeah. I, I really did try and find something other than Smoking Romans, just pretty much from what I told you boys before. I think Durson's probably a little bit forgotten here as well. You got to remember he was smacked in a favourite for the Metrop two weeks ago. I think more so the jockey change maybe was the undoing there. J-Mac to K-Mac, no disrespect, but total disrespect. Still only <laughs> just over a length. Um, and no compromise is, you know, pretty short in this sort of field there as well. Mickey D will find out how he goes, but 23s from a pretty decent barrier as well. I reckon a, a Durson each way might be my sort of main bet. So Smoke and Romans just... You can't sort of, you know, argue with it's been here, done it on core field, it's done it on the heavy, gets no weight on the back, Jamie Carr on board. Probably your favourite when you look at it like that, but you're right, it is smoking Romans. Mm. But yeah, it's one of those races, isn't it? Probably not a, it's not a bad addition because there isn't really the superstar that you just think will win and you're trying to make any sort of case for anything else. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's but there's also probably not the not the standout, like the the draw card, you know, like last year it was incentivized. The year before that it was the Anthony Van Dyke, very elegant, you know, murder glassy before that. This year, it's like greater a Sydney benchmark 80 kind of thing. But I think um, that's the problem with the race though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I I think, you know, it's it's not a not a red hot field, but it's it's a, an even field. Mozart, are you confident there'll be one scratch so you get a run or are you going to have two torn up Caulfield Cup tickets? Mate, I just back the uh, emergency so you get your money back thanks to our good friends. So that way mm. you can't lose and you can still claim that, hey, it probably would have won. So, yeah, I know uh, I do need the one scratching, but might be the yeah. stable, mate. That's what Chris Waller does best. I think the um, I think the ra- I think the race speaks to the success of um, what PVL and Sydney are doing, though. Like the Everest oh, has just become yeah. almost a race on that day. And then because of our middle distance, like stocks have always been sort of like oh, not not third rate, but probably second rate without any internationals coming across mm. and anything. You don't have any of your Jamaicas and that kind of thing from back in the day. It's just sort of a bit of, yeah, it's not a flop, mm. but it doesn't, it doesn't get me that excited. No. Well, you take out, you take, say, say take away from, Sydney, you get rid of the Golden Eagle from the from the scheduling. Um, you know the the Everest, not so much because it's a sprint, but sprint race, and there's yeah. not really that many races. But like in that, you know, towards the top of the Golden Eagle market, where you've got hinged, um, you know, Gypsy Goddess, for example, La Creek, the New Zealand filly. If there's no ten million dollar four year old race, they're probably all going yeah. Caulfield Cup, and then you've got yeah. you've got a pro- proper good sort of Caulfield Cup field. So. You, you bang on that the um, money talks all languages. <laughs> was, well, yeah, but what what once was the the Melbourne Spring Carnival? It's sort of becoming the the Sydney Spring Carnival, and hey, the Melbourne Cup's on a Tuesday. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah, no, I think you're right there. You got well, five year olds are the the youngest horse in this field, so there isn't really that you know next sort of big four year old maybe a stay mm. and maybe not sort of question answered with. Onwards to a Caulfield Cup, have a throw at the Stumps at a Melbourne Cup. Just don't get any more, mate, do we? No. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised that the Price Kent team didn't accept with uh, Gunstock after he won the Coongie on, Coongie on Wednesday. 
up-and-coming stayer. He won it pretty easily, and like they would have had to have forked out a fair late acceptance fee. But geez, this year, this is a year you would have done it, I reckon. Yeah, and he'll get the tractor suit in one couple of days before. Yeah, literally, and like didn't have to really get you know it was a it was a barrier trial. He let he had Johnny get angry, cart him up into it, and <laughs> and just said, "All right, Johnny, see you later. Thanks for the." Thanks for the free lift to the 400. I'll, I'll do the rest from here. There you go, Muggs. An extensive look at the Caulfield Cup there as well. Best of luck if you find a winner. There's 18 chances. We've got Zippo. So fingers crossed someone jags it. But one thing we do know, Muggs, and that's our Brisbane racing. We've been on fire up here lately, PS boys. Um, hmm. Probably we're just that much in the sorrows from group ones and, and everything else that we haven't been back and that we sort of forget that we've, uh, we've got a bit of a bank building up here in Brisbane. And we're just going to continue it going because three more races, 10 race car, race number eight, 1800 metres, BM80 conditions. That's what we love to see. Greek hero. Now, Bean, he wasn't your hero last start. We won't alliterate on that, even though I've just pumped us that we pick winners. Uh, $4 to go back to the well. Is that what you're going to be doing this week? Um, no, I've, um, I've actually sided. You're going to shoot me here. I've actually sided with super giant here in this particular race. I, yeah, it's, it, it sort of makes me a little bit sad inside to be honest, but, um, I just thought there was a bit of a lack of pace here. Like apart from so dapper, I thought super giant can, can sit right off them. Third up, peaking in fitness. It's one from two at the trip. I mean, it comes off a 15-length defeat last start, but that was on that heavy Canterbury track mm-hmm. where I think Zacharias, which has only ever done anything when it's heavy nine-plus wins, um, back to a good deck, Queens, back up in Queensland as well, Eagle Farm, Barrier 6, $11. Like, I mean, if he's right which is a huge if, but Annabelle, as Lloydie's mentioned on and on and on, is she's a, she's just a, she's a wizard. Um, yeah. He can win this at $11. I think it's, I think it's the value. I'll probably have to save on Greek hero because he did nothing wrong last start, but um, yeah, super giant with a real lack of confidence. You <laughs> might be able to get. I'll fill your jocks up a bit, Lloydie, before you go and shit us down. Um, I'm with Supergiant too. We've had this discussion that many times on this show. Its last win was the Gunsin Classic, all right, Group 3, <laughs> at 1,800 metres. It then went on to the Rough Habit, 2,200 metres. Mm. Since then, it hadn't been tried over the mile until one start, last prep at the Gold Coast, where it's finished a length behind Humboldt Current, the champion, before <laughs> on the good surface. So this thing's crying out for a trip. All right, I'm with you, Bean, unfortunately. Yep. <laughs> the pain train. Um, Bean, yeah, Bean, you could get lucky because Greek Hero is actually accepted with the jockey at Tari tomorrow, which is Friday for the listeners at home, in the Cranback Cup $2.70 favourite barrier for Ben Looker. So you could get saved and not even have to have a saver and just have one bet. But, boys, I my notes for this race was this could get me kicked off the podcast. I'm with <laughs> you. Oh, no. <laughs> you know what's going to happen? We're going to be at Ramwick Racecourse at 3 p.m. on Saturday with our balances on Supergiant. What an absolute terrible position <laughs> to be in. I know. Yeah, I... 
I, I disagree with everything you said. I think now third up with the Nisham camp, Brody Loy is flying, especially yeah. on Nisham runners. Out to 1,800, good barrier, dry track, goes well at Eagle Farm. I just thought if there's if it's ever going to win another race, this, <laughs> this is the race. <laughs> yep. So, oh, well. hey, at least I'm, I'm glad because I was sort of like, I was thinking, oh, fuck, I'm going to be, I'm going to be absolutely, you know, chopped up and torn up by you two here and <laughs> eaten and spat back out. And then you are both gone super giant, super giant. So let's make it a threesome. Yep. This would be the worst threesome you could ever have. <laughs> it, w- it would be. <laughs> wow. Okay. Let's move on. move on quickly. But we, we will, we do record this for the, that reason that we get one right every now and again. Race number nine, Bullfitch. What do we do, boys? You two, lead us off. It's not your favourite PS. It's $12 for Bullfinch, but it's Bullfinch. Yeah, mm. Bullfinch, is, Bullfinch is just bullshit, I think, now. I think, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if he's as good as he once was. I was um, I was keen on Blondo, actually, in this race, but I see now it's out. So um, I think, I guess I'm going back to Axe. I think that they were the sort of two I was tossing up with. Pretty good last start. I don't think is or was there a weight swing in the favour of past destruction? There probably was, wasn't there? Yeah, there is. There's a three kilo swing. Mm. Oh no, bin axe. I would be with mass destruction, Tony Golden. <laughs> two dollars for your favourite. <laughs> good to good to change on the hop there, isn't it? Um yeah, the three yeah. kilos yeah. will make all the difference. So um mass destruction for me, but um yeah, I it's yeah, um, I can't catch any of the top three in the market. There's nothing else really down below that's exciting me too much. Burning Crown's another one of mine, but I can't catch him either. So, yeah, good luck. Yeah, well, Lloydie, that's the, the Quinella there from the Wheatwood coming through. Open handicap conditions, quality, as they say. Quality, mate. Uh, that's it. Look, I am... It sort of it got to the point where it was a bit of a joke that I had kept tipping last last chance and it was doing nothing. And then when I gave it one more chance, it then put a couple of together. Um, I think he's sort of settled into southeast Queensland living and he flies first up. His, his form all three last prep was pretty good. You know, he got beat by Soxagon in a. I'm pretty sure that was a group race at the Gold Coast that day. It might have even been, you know, he might have been listed, but fourth in an eyeliner and then eighth in a glass house. So I'm going to say the eyeliner and the glass house form is a bit better than a Wheatwood um, myself. And I just thought at that double figure quote, what is he? 12, $10. Mark two plus C, barrier four. That'll do me. Last chance. Give it another go. Give it another go, eh? Yeah, mm. I'm, I'm not giving mass destruction another go. Dean, I'm sorry, mate. I'm <laughs> Not at that price. Oh, just not not that horse. Forget the price. If you're paying 101, I wouldn't give it a shot. If you're paying a dollar 20, I wouldn't give it a shot. I've got to stick with Axe on board. I just think it just draws, you know, it's a small field, so we can't really build up in a barrier draw too much, but just jump, lead, probably win. That's my logic as it is with most races, so there's no need to break it now. Probably appreciates a bit more cut in the ground than Eagle Farm, but it's never actually had a go at Eagle Farm, so... We'll see how we go there, whether that was to protect it or just the race didn't arrive. We'll find out Saturday. One more, Mugs, one more. That's all you got to put up with us for, one more. That's all <laughs> we have to put up with this form here as well, Lloydie and Beanberg, all right? Uh, look, you got a favourite in the last year, Sweet Margot, mate. Um, the rap sheet is pretty damn impressive, let's be honest. And I only say that because I've made her Moz's must-win 
two out of the the three wins she's had this prep. The big stat, three from three at the track, four from four on the good. She just seems to be a bit of a winning machine. Um, but there's a few in this race that you just, I don't know, you, you're getting sick of backing them, put it that way. Rathlin, probably the big one. Mimi Lagarde, who knows how that sort of come back. Tara Jasmine's up for another tilt at somewhere that's not Grafton. Lloydie in the last, can you give us something that we're going to be living and breathing on? Yeah, I'm going to have two bets in the race because one of them, one of them's in the field, one of them's not. Um, so the one that's not is Geo. It's third emergency from the Chris Lee stable. Um, but I do think just going through it before, I think Savory will stay in. It's it's Savory's a second emergency. It's nominated for Wednesday. I reckon Bjorn will keep it there. Um, and then Ren's day from barrier 18 was 62 kilos. I don't think it'll, and there's no jockey, I don't think it'll run. And Cattersby is in that same race that Greek Hero's in on Friday with the jockey. So I reckon Geo might get in the field anyway. Um, but you go back through its form. Two starts ago, it was winning that Newcastle Provincial Championships qualifier. I beat Kissum. Kissum's an $8 chance in the Silver Eagle uh, on Saturday at Randwick. He obviously came up here. He won the uh, whatever race it was that he won, the Queensland Guineas. Um, you know, I think that's pretty handy form. This horse was beaten less than a length in a barrier trial behind special reward and never talk um, at Musselbrook. And then he, he went to Canterbury on a soft track first up, beaten five lengths with 60 kilos on his back by Lock Eagle, who's also in the heart in the market in that Silver Eagle in Sydney. Um, more secrets came out of the race, ran fourth in that one on Wednesday at Warwick Farm. Just think it might be able to improve second up back onto a dry track because um, he, he's two from three second up. Um so he'll he'll be the only bet if he does get in the field. But if he's not, I thought Hot Spring Gold can bounce back. Um, he put two wins together, then ran fifth at Eagle Farm over the 1,200 behind Sweet Margot May and Tara Jasmine. Um, was sort of hitting the line pretty nicely, I thought, that day. He gets the extra furlong. Um, not much of a, a weight swing, really. Sweet Margot May, she goes up two and a half. So she he meets her two and a half better. Um, Brody Loy, Chris Muntz, they're probably the two for me. Yeah, you're gonna you're not gonna be happy with this, but I'm um I'm I'm going indiscreetly here. I know drawn fairly poorly, but um you know out to seventeen hundred, it'll shoot forward from the gate and will sort of take it on. It's only missed once this trip. Gets back on a like gets a good deck here and it drops a stack of weight, so it gets in fairly light here. It can run them along. Um, I just think. It's that kind of horse that just pops up in these sorts of races and it might just, you know, they might sort of leave it alone out in front and it could just be could just be too sharp for them if the rail's hot at all. So look, I'm with I'm with it discreetly. I think it's about like eleven or twelve dollars or something like that. I think it's half a bet. Half a bet, half a chance, as they say, mate. Um well I'll go. I think Sweet Margot May is the uh the obvious there. She's just a winning machine, but wanted to give Mimi Lagarde a bit of a second chance here as well. First up, Gold Coast loomed up to just absolutely dig the field there in what was a pretty good race and just had none. So I'm guessing she just doesn't handle the uh, the heavy. So back to a rock-hard track. She's won from one of this track. Last seen winning here over Far Too Easy, which goes around a pretty pretty good chance there at the Kosciuszko with uh, Big Jimmy O on board. So that's another shout-out for the Mugs. Um, and unfortunately for us means we just can't back him every race up here at Eagle Farm. So, sweet Margot May, I'm just going to have a two-bet strategy because you boys seem to start be uh, adapting that 
strategy. And I don't know, has it worked <laughs> out for you so far? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure about no. that. <laughs> it's not just as twice as much. Breaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, something that does work out for us, it's the best of the day. We've all catchphrased our own little segments here. Bazinga time. I reckon we kick off with an absolute bazinga. <clears throat> bazinga time, mugs. Yeah, we're going race seven. We're going with mix. Um, first up, it's peanut. Second up, turns into the second coming of Winks or the third coming of Winks, according to Big Brycey. Um, and then around the grounds, we are heading to Caulfield race four, and I'm, I'm with Moko for the mm. Blue Army. Yeah, yeah scratch, like scratch from the 1,000 guineas, so has a bit of a push. Yep. It is a bit of a push indeed, mate. Um, Eagle Farm, race five for the living breathing. I think Yellow Brick can, can make it back-to-back wins. I just think that the format of its last start victory was just too good and um, barrier one blinkers off. I think it'll just be too classy for these. Around the grounds, kick Everest Day off with a bang, I think. Uh, boys, race one at Royal Randwick. It's the, the Reginald Allen. Reginald Allen quality fangirl won this race last year. Forbidden Love the, the year before that. So some good fillies win the race. I think J-Mac and John O'Shea can combine with Orzala. Um, she was very good in her barrier trials prior to her debut. Then she got onto a heavy over the 12.50 at Canterbury, got beaten nine lengths, pulled up slow to recover. Um, Cote was the winner of that. He's won back-to-back races. Um, she then went to Newcastle, 1,400, got back on the leader's track. She clocked the quickest fun fastest 800 600 400 and 200 of the entire day um she now goes to randwick and i think she is too good gets j mac most importantly pretty much j mac all day every day mate that's what i'm uh, planning yep. to do there saturday so I'll take that yep. take it to the bank the j mac bank uh boys race nine for me look lordy i know rocky form is always the form but toowoomba form seems to come to town and measure up uh, which doesn't make a difference because this trainer has axed the Toowoomba Wheatwood Cup winner. I think it's a good thing. Barrier three. Thank you very much. Three or four bucks. Whatever you want to write yourself, we'll take it. And I'm, I'm absolutely stoked here that no one stole my, uh, my around the grounds here because there's a horse that we all know and, of course, we absolutely love. We're going to the Sydney Stakes. Kemen Bucken Tari. This... <laughs> thing is he's an enigma but of the good kind he's incredibly well placed here too like that's why mm. I'm, uh, I'm a bit shocked that they didn't go to the Everest because he's going to get heavy track to suit he uh he absolutely gets into him sort of third up and he's he's sticking to that 1200 meter trip which uh I think is probably the key for him he just he's just going to get through the ground so I'm happy to be with him there at the uh at the four four dollar odds which he's got <laughs> He's been absolutely truckloaded, PS. So yep. <laughs> he'll start two bucks on the day. I just had a look. He opened at six into four yep. everywhere. So maybe uh, maybe our good friends out there can give us a price boost up to about 20 to one. Hey? Mm, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be nice. <laughs> yeah, under under the weight frame conditions of the of the race too. Like he is incredibly well in, isn't he? Like Seriously, Again, this is a bit like the super giant uh, selection. Though we've we've had this chat very many a times um, mm. about this particular <laughs> horse and placement. So we'll see how we go. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's wait yeah. till he wins the race first. Yeah, yeah. 
It's a pretty hot race, that one, too, actually. You've even got uh, yes. Remark that's come back an absolute new horse since the old yeah. gelding. We own a smart ones in it, Apache Chase. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that is a good fit. Mm. Bit of Queensland form yes. and a good advocacy for, for maybe getting Bean gelded and see how he comes back. Vanderpur's <laughs> mm. in it too, Bean. Oh, fuck. End of show oh. now. Yes, <laughs> it'll have my money on it. It'll have a few bucks of mine on <laughs> with with uh with Glyn Schofield on board. So oh, yeah, oh. Mate, that that's that's that could be the ultimate combo. <laughs> non-winner and non-winner creates winner. <laughs> yeah. At least at least Uncle Glyn's not on special K. That uh, gives me some hope there mm. in that race. Right, Mugs. Well, we'll end on an absolute buzz and high because it is a massive weekend. So just go out, get amongst it. That's all we need you to do because that's what we'll be doing. See ya. That's it. Catch mugs. Thank <laughs> you.